Welcome to the Dynasty Heat Seekers, a Roto Heat production. Make sure you subscribe, like, and comment on our YouTube page and check out our website, rotoheat.com. Now jump in and enjoy the show with your hosts, Bryce Frazier and Anthony Leone. Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Tuesday night Dynasty Heat Seekers live stream. Uh, I'm your host, Bryce Frazier, and I'm joined by the always reliable Anthony Leone. Leone, how was your uh, – I know your team didn't do too well, but how was your week one fantasy uh, um, situation? I don't know how How'd reliable I am. I wasn't here last week. Oh, you, you, you uh, but, but you leave a two week notice on that. Like, yeah, that's I, mean, I guess. I guess that's so. reliable. That's being reliable still. All right, right? all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, overall, I had a very good fantasy week. I didn't win every game. I don't know anyone who probably won every game, but I, I mean, as and in as many leagues as I'm in, you know, I won seventy five percent of my week one matchups. Most of them, you know, pretty pretty high stakes leagues. You know, my $150 league. That's why I wasn't here last week. I did that draft and I have a really good team. I, I stomped. So um, overall, I'm, I'm really happy with week one. It's good to finally see some ball again, like some real meaningful football. Uh, although I don't know what Denver was doing last night. That was ridiculous. I don't know if you saw the end of that game. What were they doing? They're kicking the field goal, but I did. I did not get to see the end of it, but um. I mean, they basically gave – they lost – they did, they beat themselves because, I mean, both Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams fumbled on the one-yard line. Yeah. Um, and then I heard the clock management was extremely horrible at the end of the game. It was – 64-yarder. It was bizarre. It, it was it was bizarre. It made no sense to me watching it. Uh, the coach today came out and said, yeah, we probably should have not kicked the field goal there. Uh, so, yeah. he's having – I'm guessing he has a lot of heat, but <clears> – <throat> You know, as you know, the NFL, I mean, it moves quickly. It's, it, you know, two days is going to be Thursday night football and no one's going to talk about it anymore. So, uh, yeah. but we have a lot to talk about from week one. So, uh, happy to get into that. Yeah. Let's get into some, some news and notes. So, I mean, I, I, unless you live under a rock, obviously you're aware of some of these major injuries, especially these fantasy relevant ones. Um, I think the big one, especially when we're talking about dynasty, especially in super flex leagues, is, is obviously Dak Prescott. Um, with a broken thumb, he already received surgery on it, but is expected to be out at least six to eight weeks. Um, Jerry Jones has said that they're not going to put him on IR because when you get put on IR, you're guaranteed to be, what, four weeks, right? Or Yeah, four. So he is thinking maybe he can be back before that, which seems like Russell Wilson. They tried to do that with Russell Wilson last year, and it didn't look pretty. So you think they just want to maybe let their star quarterback um, – you know, rest up, make sure he's fully healthy before returning back to action. But the Cowboys are kind of in that weird <clears throat> situation where they have the talent, you would think, to maybe, you know, compete in the playoffs and things like that. So maybe that's what why Jerry Jones doesn't want Dak to to see the bench. But what do you make of Dak Prescott's injury? And what, do, what are your predictions on the replacement? Like, do you just think they're going to run with Cooper Rush? Or do you see maybe a um, – I'm hearing a lot of news about a potential Cam Newton uh, situation. What are your thoughts? I think they're going to go with Cooper Rush at least to start. They'll see how he does this this next week. Um, if it looks really really bad, maybe they'll explore other options. But I think you know going into this week, I think that's that's the 
the angle they're going to take with it. They're, they're very obviously optimistic Dak will be back. I'm not as optimistic, but I've seen crazier things happen. So I'll, I'll give the team the benefit of the doubt. They're going to roll with Cooper Rush, who, you know, who, who started a game last year and didn't do too bad, if you recall. I think that was on uh, uh, Halloween. So, you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll see how he does this week. Um, it, I think it really hurts everyone else so on that on that offense. You know, if you have Schultz, you're not feeling good. Obviously, if you have Lamb, he didn't have a great game to begin with with Dak. Now you take out Dak, it can't get any it can't get any better. So, so that's a bad spot for for Lamb. Uh, you know, Zeke and Pollard. I mean, they're not going to be really moving the ball that well. I just, I, I, if you have some of these Cowboys players that you're relying on, it's 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 going to get ugly. So. The best you can do is is just hope for the best. If you have other options on your on your bench, you know that's something to consider. You know, like for example, this week, would you start? Well, I guess we're going to talk about Godwin soon, but Godwin's not playing this week. Would you start Julio Jones this week over Ceedee Lamb, Bryce? No, no. you I wouldn't. Mean, I, <laughs> no, I don't. I I don't think I can because I. I mean, see, you know, Chris Godwin really didn't play this whole last game and like Julio did all right but CD Lamb is just like you, you got to play the talented dude that's still probably going to see them I mean CD Lamb saw 11 targets and only two catches like that is extremely poor performance for that amount of targets um with Cooper Rush in there like I, I expect the Cowboys to be in situations where they're passing a lot I do think this is actually not terrible for Zeke because they're gonna have to try and establish the run game and in that game, like the run game looked pretty good. Like I, I feel like that they abandoned it too early. I don't know why, because they didn't really get behind that far. As Zeke was averaging, I believe, six yards a carry. Um, Tony Pollard was the the plays they ran for Tony Pollard were getting blown up way in the back though, because they try and do those little like sideline yeah. runs or whatever jet sweeps or whatever that were just getting blown up. But Zeke looked fresh and good, so I think they got to establish this run game. So I, I, I think this is good in the sense of I think Zeke's going to see at least fifteen touches now. Um, but like, if you're Cooper Rush, who are you going to throw it to? Right? It's got to be Dalton Schultz and, and CD Lamb. Like, there's no other guys. So I think their targets will still be there. I, I just am concerned about the quality of those targets without Dak Prescott being back there, especially for Dalton Schultz. Like Dak Prescott and Dalton Schultz have have some really good chemistry. Um, but I mean, for the CD Lamb game, it, it really can't get any worse. So um, I, this arguably might be his worst performance, even with his you know starting quarterback out there. Yeah. But I'm starting. I'm starting CD Lamb. It's going to be hard to bench him um, until I see maybe another I week. I think or in two a couple of weeks is going to be pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I don't think so. I think he'll be. I think he'll be all right. Like you, I, I think he might be quarterback proof. Like as long as he continues to get volume, like there's going to be these games like eleven for eleven or targets for two receptions, but I don't see that like consistently. I can still see him pushing about 10 targets with Cooper rush back there. Okay. So. Yeah. We might have to do a bet. We might have to do a Julio versus CD lamb bet. I'd be down for that. We can talk about that uh, a little bit later. Yeah. Um, and other news, um, Eli Mitchell is going to be out, I believe six weeks, eight weeks. Um, he had a knee sprain. It, so a lot, out at least eight weeks is what I'm hearing. Big shocker, a 49ers running back gets hurt, right? I mean, it's been like this for like last five years, it seems like. Like nobody can stay healthy back there. Um, you would 
assume that Jeff Wilson immediately takes over as the starter? You're the 49ers fan. Is is Jeff Wilson now the guy that people are scrambling to pick up in waiver wires, especially in, in you know, I know it's a dynasty show, but redraft leagues, he's on the waiver wires a lot. But in some dynasty leagues, he could be out there. Might be unlikely unless the uh, the your rosters aren't aren't super deep. Um, is Jeff Wilson going to be a guy that's worth starting? Uh, no, I wouldn't start him this week. I have him on a number of rosters. I don't think he's going to crack my starting lineup anywhere. But he is the guy. If I was in a a spot where I needed someone, he would be a, a guy I'd feel pretty comfortable starting as like as as like a flex option. Uh, I you know the Niners always produce good backs. Shanahan really likes Jeff Wilson, what he brings to the table. So I think if you're desperate for a start, I think Wilson would do fine as a flex. But if I had a chance to wait a week to kind of see how it shakes out, I would prefer to do that. Uh, Tyrion Davis-Price was inactive last week. Jordan Mason is there too. So, I mean, I, I think it could very well shape up to be a, a very, very heavy committee backfield, especially when you consider Trey Lance and Debo Samuel getting carries as well. So Jeff Wilson is the priority add if he's available, but I would not go out of my way to start him this week. I'd want to see how it shakes out. But if I was desperate and needed a flex, I'd be I'd be okay starting him in that in that position. Okay. I have a question. I'll have a question for you later because we'll talk about a guy um, and I'll bring up Jeff Wilson in this question. So we'll table that, table that until later. And then uh, last last little guys to um, talk about. Chris Godwin has Chris Godwin and is that uh, who's K? Oh, Keenan Allen both have uh, hamstring injuries. Yeah, it looks like they're not going to be very um, long that they're out. Like Chris Godwin's, luckily doesn't look to be as serious as they're originally thought. Um, and Keenan Allen is doubtful for this Thursday. Which if he's doubtful for Thursday, you would expect that. You know, the following Sunday, he he could very well be back. Maybe. We'll see. We'll definitely keep an eye on that. He, they, uh, Keenan Allen is is an older back, um, as Leone would say. You know, when they get older like that, they don't heal as fast. So, definitely some guys Dude. to keep, keep an eye on. Chris Godwin shouldn't have played this week anyway, but it's good that he didn't re-aggravate something that was already bothering him. It's a it's a completely different like it's his hamstring instead of his knee. Um, but again, it just goes to show that this guy is just is just injury prone, even though he's extremely talented. He's just, it seems like every time he's on the field, you're like, as a fantasy owner, you get kind of nervous when the ball's in his hands. Cause like he cannot stay healthy. What Bryce, you- I know you're like 22 years old, but listen, I was playing basketball. 20, 20, I'm like 26. Okay. Almost. I was playing basketball over, over, over two weeks ago. And I jammed my pinky. <laughs> it still hurts. To over two weeks ago. And I'm just, it's like you get older and it's like you start hurting for no reason. You can't heal. Uh, have you seen pool holes? I know this is obviously not a baseball stream. Have you seen pool holes start like ripping all these home runs all of a sudden? It's like, you know, he's got to be taking something to like get to that 700 home run mark, you know? Cause it's like at this age, like guys, you just don't do that. And right. I feel it, man. I feel it in my pinky. So, uh, you know, yeah, he's Keenan Allen's not playing this week. I don't think Godwin's playing this week. Uh, they may not play the following week after that. Who knows? Uh, but it, it could be one to three weeks for both these guys. So just keep that in mind. Try to find other options at least two to three weeks out if, if you're relying on them. Okay. Um, 
with that being said, we'll get into this week's uh, topic, which are studs and duds or flame and shame, kind of guys that um, did better than expected or definitely disappointed. Um, and before we get into it, uh, those that are in the chat asking questions, um, we will get to those at the end of the show. So please stay tuned because uh, we will we will answer these questions um, here very now. thoroughly. Too. To I'm already I'm already ready to my 40, brain 30 to 40 somewhere. minutes. Yeah, there's some good there's some yeah. good ones in here. So I love it. I'm definitely excited to get get to them. So, Mr. Leone, I will hand it off to you. We'll start at quarterback. Um, go ahead and talk about both. Talk, talk about the guy that that did really well um, and then talk about the guy that maybe uh, disappointed with uh, the expectations that they were set at this week. Well, Josh Allen just set the world on fire. I mean, in the very first game of the NFL season, he destroyed the Rams. I mean, yeah, he did have a couple picks, but he only threw like five incomplete passes. He, he threw almost 300 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he ran the ball. I think he got a rushing score as well. I mean, he was just on fire. I mean, talk about a fantasy flame. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes may have bested him on the fantasy point total. But nonetheless, I mean, Josh Allen just killing it. Everyone around him is is getting points with the exception of one player we may talk about later. Wink, wink. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Josh Allen just automatic. It doesn't matter the matchup. This was against the Rams. People were worried about a tough defense. It doesn't matter. He's automatic. Um, you know, in redraft, if you have a backup quarterback, trade him, drop him. You don't need him. Just – Roll Josh Allen, you'll be you'll yeah. be good. Yeah. Uh, for my shame, for shame, my boy Trey Lance, uh, not a good game. Now I know the weather was bad. I watched the game; it was pouring. I mean, it was just a mess out there. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen so much rain in Chicago on TV. <laughs> uh, it was bad. Uh, so he was 15 of 28, only 164 yards passing. He did get 13 rushes for 54 yards, so that at least salvaged his day. He did throw an interception. The most concerning thing, though, for Trey Lance and, and someone who, who has watched him through the preseason, I've watched him in his starts last season, He's he overthrows people, and he doesn't read through his progressions. It's like he looks down at one guy, and then he's off to, to running. It's really similar to Colin Kaepernick. And it's, I'm telling you, a lot of the super flex leagues, he was going in the first round. I know you and I both were like, whoa, 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 way too risky to do that. Unnecessary. Why take Trey Lance in the first round when you can get Justin Fields in the third round when they're basically the same guy? So that's kind of what we were saying. It's kind of coming through here already week one. Um, I will say, I mean, at least his rushing floor will keep you afloat. It's just not enough for what you paid to get him, though. And you can't trade him. I mean, no one's going to pay for him what he's worth at this point. You have to, you kind of just have to hope he has a good game this week against Seattle. He should have a good week. You know, he's home. It won't be raining. I mean, everything should line up. Kittle should be back. There's really no excuses this week. So this is a huge test for Trey Lance. I think he'll do okay, but, boy, am I worried. And if I have another option I could start instead, I would probably lean that direction until I see Lance deliver. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Obviously, Josh Allen, like if you're in any sort of one QB league, 
Um, you know, if it's dynasty, obviously you can hold on to a second quarterback if um, you have deeper rosters and look or look to trade them. Um, but if it's like a redraft league, I mean, there's no point of even rostering another quarterback because it doesn't matter the matchup. Like you're only going to have to pick up a quarterback one time and that's for his bye week. Right. So, I mean, a hundred percent. And, and I can, I expect to see this continued dominance. Like, the Rams defense is good. Like, don't it didn't look good, but it is good. That's just how good Josh Allen is. Like, he he looks like the best quarterback in the league. He and Pat Mahomes, I think, look like the best quarterback in the league leagues. And they didn't. It's it's really not close for me. Like this after this week one performance, um, and then Trey Lance. I, I mean, I saw this coming. I mean, I think we both did kind of from a mile away. Um, his rushing upside is the only thing that's going to salvage his his um, fantasy performances we're, we're, we're not too invested in his passing abilities. Um, reading through the progression looks like it looks like a problem where Justin Fields, at least like, it seems like when he was almost taken off to run, he was like looking downfield. And another guy that really did a good job of that was Geno Smith last night. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about him much, but again, just a guy where it's like, you would think that they weren't good enough because they couldn't read their pro- progression. And when things got dicey back there and they had to, you know, scramble or maneuver around, they still had their eyes downfield. And I see more of that from Justin Fields. So I would much rather have him than Trey Lance um, in any sort of format. At this and point. let me just, let me just quickly say, I mean, look in dynasty, look, you have, you can have patience with Lance. He just doesn't have the experience yet. He doesn't have a quarter of the starts Justin Fields has, especially when you consider his college profile. He hasn't really started that many games, even in college. Mm-hmm. So he's going to need some time. He should look rough. Uh, it's just, it's really interesting that the team would put him out there when it looks like he's not ready. And they have Garoppolo still on their roster, who obviously is NFL ready, got them to the NFC championship game last year. He got mm-hmm. them to the Super Bowl, uh, I think the year prior. So it's like, what are these guys, you know, why are they doing this? I don't really know. Niners are my team, but man, if you have Lance right now, you, you got to just hope for a good week this weekend because everything's kind of set up for him to do at least well. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, so I'll go ahead and jump into my, uh, my quarterback, my two quarterbacks. Um, the, bit, the, the guy that was on fire, Carson Wentz, 27 for 41. Four touchdowns. He did have two interceptions as well. Um, But, you know, I feel like this guy blew his the expectations out of the water. But you know who Carson Wentz really reminds me of, especially fantasy-wise, is like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, he's always good for, like, some of them crazy good games, like, every year. But he's always going to – you know, there's he's going to disappoint more than he, you know, exceeds. So where, like, you know, if he's throwing it 41 times a – 41 times a game, that's great and all, but I'm not expecting four touchdowns very often. But I am, you know, if he's throwing 41 times, I would would um, think that there's going to be a lot of, lot of picks. So, you know, is this a guy that I'd be – if it's a super flex, <clears throat> if I'm a competitor – I'm probably just going to hold on to him um, because ideally he's your he's your quarterback too, especially if you're trying to if you're a competitor. Uh, but if I'm not trying to compete and I have Carson Wentz, I'd be looking to, to unload him at this point for to a competing team that might be a little you know their quarterback situation might be a little ish, iffy. Maybe they had Dak Prescott um, and they still want to compete. Hey, here's Carson. Here's our starting quarterback for this year to win the ship. I'll see what you could see max value you could get out of it. Um, 
And then my quarterback that disappointed this week was uh, also in that Thursday night game, um, Matt Stafford, 29 for 41. He did throw one touchdown, but he threw three interceptions. And that was his issue last year, right, was turning the ball over. He tied the the league last year with Trevor Lawrence when it came to interceptions thrown. So he's not off to a good start uh, this year. That team just looked bad. It seemed like he just honed in on one wide receiver, which is obviously Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup's always going to get his. But I feel like for this team to be successful and get back to to Super Bowl caliber level, level, they're going to have to like they're going to have to get some of these guys that are just more talented involved, with, like Allen Robinson, um, Cam Akers, like for example. Like Ooh. I just don't, I didn't understand that situation. We'll talk about him later, but for this offense to get more involved, we're going to have to see more than just Cooper Cup getting. 20 targets out of the Matthew Stafford's 40. Uh, we're going to, they're going to have to get some of these more talented guys, guys involved. Anything you want to talk about with Carson Wentz and Matt? Stafford? Well, I, I disagree with you on Wentz. I, I think if you're, if you're not competing, I, I think you can hold on to Wentz. If you don't get a fair offer for him, I wouldn't look to quickly unload him. I mean, this guy's not even 30 years old. This may be the best offensive unit he has in his career. And it, People never really talked about it before the season started because there were so many question marks. But think about it. If Jahan Dotson is legit, he has Terry McLaurin, who's obviously legit, but he has Jahan Dotson, I mean, really a 1A, 1B type situation. And you have a playmaker like Curtis Samuel who can, who can, who can, who, he's really good when he's healthy. I mean, it's you a think really, Jahan Dotson's a 1C one, one or 1B. I think he, he can be, sure. And he, and he he it looks great. Yeah, he's just got he just got the touchdowns right. Like if you take, a, I mean, I know that you can't take him away, but he didn't have the targets or the volume that I would want. It's his first game. Someone a one, I know, but he still didn't have those targets or volume, so I think that's premature to call him one B. But Curtis yeah, Samuel was involved, game. huh? You you're 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 disrespecting Curtis Samuel too. I, I like Curtis Samuel more than I like Jahan Dotson's usage in the offense. Curtis Samuel saw way more volume. Like, I would almost consider him – like, I'd put Jahan behind him just based on the volume they receive because you can't bank on two touchdowns every week. Like, when I'm having these wide receivers, especially there, I'm with the guy that's getting the most targets. Like So, the way I look at this – the, the way team. I look at this, and, and this is a uh, – I have Jahan Dotson on a lot of my redraft teams, and I'm considering adding Curtis Samuel, right? Oh, but, I – But I think – Who's who's more likely to help you win a championship? Is it Curtis Samuel or Jahan Dotson later in the season? For me, it's Jahan Dotson. I think Curtis Samuel may get better run now early on, but by midway to halfway to the end of the season, I think Jahan Dotson's going to take a huge step forward. And that's why all I'm saying is this team is very underrated. And they were extremely underrated in the offseason. And I think we're going to see Wentz have a really good season and maybe even one of his best seasons outside of the his 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 best season I think I think he, we're gonna see that type of wentz this season uh so I I would not be looking to just to get rid of him I think I think we need to see what we have here uh as for Stafford yeah I mean I agree with everything you said on Stafford uh I think he'll be okay um you know Buffalo is a really good defense so he was getting pressure I mean it was it was just a bad game I think we're gonna see a better version of Stafford Going forward, oh, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about Stafford. Yeah, I'm not worried about it, but it was just worth noting that he had an extremely disappointing he did. performance. Yeah. But I'll have to disagree with the Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. I think I'd rather have Curtis Samuel at the with the usage I'm seeing so far. I just 
like 11 targets week one. He led the team. And it wouldn't surprise me to see just like the way Carson Wentz plays, like, and the way that offense runs, like it seems like they like these smaller routes where guys can 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 make plays after the fact, and that's what Curtis Samuel is just good at. Issue is he needs to stay healthy. He so in redraft, would you would if you had to, you would drop Jahan Dotson for Curtis Samuel. If you had no other drop, you would make that move. I probably would, yeah. Woo! No way, not me, buddy. Yeah. That's a hard question. No, I, it, that's a hard one. I mean, it's close, but I just, again, like, it, it, you know, 11 targets. Like, <laughs> he found the end zone as well. Like, I just, like, I, I see it continuing. Uh, at least the ball. I think he, he he's going to dominate him in volume. So, all right. All, all right. right. Well, I'll jump into my running backs. Um, so, we have some, we have even more questions in the chat. And if you weren't here earlier, we will answer some of these questions, guys, at the end. Just give them some All of the questions. Ready. We'll get, yeah, we'll answer all of all them. All of the questions. Um, I just saw one that had the guy I'm about to talk about uh, in it. So, big, big game for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, 42 rushing yards, and he had two receiving touchdowns along with three catches and 33 yards. Now, that's what, he only had 10 touches this game. That's the thing. That is a little concerning for me. So the reason I put him on this on this on my studs radar is I think in most formats I would be looking to trade Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Like the the rookie running back, I can't really pronounce his last name. Um Pacheco. 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 I, I think he's just far more talented. And I think that we're slowly going to see him get more and more and more involved in that offense to where like it's going to become a 50-50. He might actually saw more touches week one. Uh, but it was a blowout, so they might have had like the the, the backups in. But um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire seeing only ten touches, like he's going to have to see a touchdown or two every week to to have the upside and or the performance that he did this week. Like that's just not enough enough volume for a starting running back for me. So if you do have Clyde Edwards Hilaire, whether you drafted him in in that uh, what was it twenty nineteen draft where you probably drafted him too high, um or maybe the 2018 draft. One of those years, we probably drafted him too high, and you're thinking maybe you see some return on him. Um, this might be the time to try and sell him. Uh, if you drafted him in redraft, you probably got him as a running back three, unless you really went went hard on all the other positions and he's your running back two. Maybe you can trade him for um, a running back that maybe didn't do as well or some 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 other guys. Like I'd be looking like at Rashad Penny. I've been looking at that guy a lot this week for, for guys I want to trade for. I'm you would like trade that. CEH for Rashad Penny straight up? I think so, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, you got to remember, Rashad Penny last year, I think out of his last four or five games, he rushed for 140 yards plus in three or four of them. And then, you know – the Broncos defense is good. Like it's not like they went up against some scrub defense and Pete Carroll will never abandon the run game. Like he just won't, he wouldn't let Russ cook. That's why Russ got out of there. So Rashad Penny's usage is going to be there. So I think the, the I know that Clyde Edwards Hilaire's touchdowns upside is, is much higher, but I think Rashad Penny might see double the amount of touches that Clyde Edwards Hilaire does by the end of this year. It's just, you know, it's just a guy I've been, I've been looking for. So some to, Something to think about. And then uh, the guy that disappointed this week, Derrick Henry, 21 carries for 82 yards. Absolutely no touchdowns and no receptions. Definitely concerning because Derrick Henry, you know, 
usually and he got he got lit up. I don't know if you saw that uh that that highlight hit of him getting absolutely decleated by a linebacker. It was kind of it was kind of nice because I've got some Titan friends that just don't shut up about Derrick Henry. So it was good to you know send them that meme or whatever. But he absolutely not involved in the pass game at all in a game where you know it's not like that they were just running the clock out or anything like that and then didn't find the end zone. Derrick Henry's getting old, and it looks like he's he's not looking quite as explosive as he has in the past. So, um, I think it's something to be concerned concerned about a little bit. Obviously, I think this is like going to be one of his worst performances this year. But I think those days of him getting like twenty eight to thirty five points, like relatively consistent on a relatively consistent basis, are over. Like I think he he falls on the very on the low end of the running back ones totem pole. Uh, kind of down to the high running back two situation moving forward. Uh, what are your thoughts on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Derrick Henry? Okay, Bryce, I love you, buddy, but no, I'm not trading Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for Rashad Penny. Why? In any format. Why? Just any format. Just I'm not because just, just touchdown upside only. Is that it? I'm sorry, what was that? Just touchdown upside only. Well, it's that, but also Kenneth Walker wasn't active last night. Rashad Penny only saw 12 rushes. I mean, if if he's the only back on this team in a competitive game throughout the whole game and he only gets 12 carries, like I just and and Ken Walker wasn't even active. Now if Ken they're saying Ken Walker's going to play this week, I I mean, they're going to have a more of a committee. You know. Well, well, there's no committee. It's not like they ran, there's no committee. There'll be a timeshare. Of course, and Geno so. Smith rushes the ball as well. Geno Smith did not have – he had one design run this entire that entire game. Okay, well, he, he still ran the ball. For, you know, I know, was, but it's not like they're you're dropping back and using design runs with the quarterback. Like Rashad Penny got no, so in, instead they, 14 <laughs> carries in that game. Instead, they, have, instead they only have 12 designed runs for Rashad Penny throughout the whole game. And well, Ken so, Walker wasn't even active. Again, this is this is not like this was like this is a stout. The Broncos defense, the front seven, are, is one of the one of the best in the NFL at run stuffing. Like you're not going to see many teams have a. But th- that's not even the issue. He they, he still averaged five yards to carry. The issue right. was he he didn't get the ball. He didn't get the ball, and it was a competitive game throughout. I mean, you watched that offense quarter. did not look good. Like the Bron- the the they had two good drives that entire game. The Seahawks. That's it. Like people are are blowing the Seahawks game out of the like out of proportion. The Seahawks had two good drives this entire game. Both touchdowns were on all-out blitzes that Geno Smith found the the, un- the unguarded guy. That's so you're willing to take a running back in Clyde Edwards-Alaire and trade him for a running back in Rashad Penny, who's on a bad offense for four quarters. They only had two drives worth a damn. Against I don't a good, see a, one of the best defense. And you're acting like this isn't one of the best defenses in the league. This is one of the best defenses in the league. The Broncos are, are are a good defense. Like that, w- what's that division? What is the Seahawks division? Like they're not good defenses in that division. In the Seahawks like, division, have, yeah, the Niners, really good. the Rams, the the Rams did not look that great against the oh. against uh, against the. They're the best the team Rams. in the league. They're the Super Bowl favorites. Come on, they're not the Super Bowl favorites anymore. That might have been preseason Super Bowl. No, favorites, they, they are not the Super Bowl Bills. Favorites Bills aren't in that division. Oh, Bills no. are Super Bowl favorites. No, I know, but that's why they're Super Bowl favorites, and that's why they beat up on the Rams. You'll see. You'll 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 see that Rashad Penny. 
I, I'll make a bet that Rashad Penny finishes over over Clyde Edwards-Helaire any day, any day of the week. No, I, I would not bet on that. I would not bet on that. But that's okay. That's okay. It's, it's okay to disagree. Get two different viewpoints. I love it. Uh, who's your other guy you picked? Oh, Henry. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is the thing that's weird. I mean, you call, you 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 call uh, you call Penny a flame and. And Derrick Henry a, a shame. I did not call Penny a flame. I liked his usage. I Penny Penny passed the eye test. I'll say that he passed the eye test. His box score obviously didn't pass anything. His fantasy his fantasy points didn't you know get, catch your eye. But if you watched him play, he caught the eye test. Like okay. he just looks explosive for me. All right, that's okay. We we can you know agree to disagree. I, I, I think Henry. Edwards, I mean, I think Henry three, three yard. Three yard shovel passes touchdowns every week. That's all. Like <clears throat> that's that's the only way he he he's gonna have yeah. to get he's gonna have and, to have a, and I think you're gonna, gonna see a lot of games where Rashad I think you're gonna see a lot more games where Rashad Penny doesn't score a touchdown. <laughs> you know, even I in a game where they actually win involved in the pass game for sure. We'll see. Well, that. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um go okay. ahead to your running backs. That was fun. That's yeah, fun. we'll have to we'll have to speed up through these running backs. I know. <laughs> All right, my running backs. Uh, okay, Flame, Saquon Barkley, dude, come on, electric. He looks like his rookie season. He was all over the field. I mean, he was catching the ball. He had six six grabs. Uh, he he was running all over everyone. He even got the two point convert. I mean, look, dude is a stud. If you able, if you were able to acquire him in the offseason, you are just on cloud nine right now. Saquon is literally a league winner. Like this is the definition of a league winner, especially in redraft leagues where you're getting him in the second, maybe even late second, third round. I mean, I was scooping him early second everywhere, but man, he is just gonna pay dividends, I think. I mean, obviously, he has to stay healthy. All these guys have to stay healthy. So I just think Barkley is just in a great spot. Uh, the, the only concern I had with the Giants was the usage of Kadarius Tony. I don't know what that was about. Well, he only he got the practice, ball like he didn't practice all training camp, so yeah. I didn't expect him to be on the field. I, I expect him to be on but the field two more than plays. But yeah, yeah but he was, he was on weird. the field for seven snaps. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, and then for shame, for shame, Cam Akers, three rushes. Zero yards. <laughs> uh, it looks like Daryl Henderson is the lead back now on this team. I don't know if that's just because they're disappointed in Cam Akers, uh, you know, effort. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's getting Ayuked, uh, you know, from last year with Ayuk, you know, kind of getting in the doghouse. So I'm yeah, not I think sure. You're right. Yeah. I, I, so, you know, by the end of the year, Cam Akers could certainly emerge. I think he's a good buy low. You know, I, I know this is a shame, sh- uh, a shame show, and for shame, Cam Akers, do not start him this week. Probably not going to start him in the foreseeable future. But especially in Dynasty, actually, and only in Dynasty, I would take a buy low chance on him. I think in redraft, he would be too expensive, not really worth the worth the risk. Um, but in in Dynasty, I think I still think he's a good buy, especially now if you can get him on a cheap deal. So, Cam Akers for shame. You are going to get shamed, put a cone on his head, get him out of here. Uh, but I think maybe by the end of the year, we could see the, the roles flip around. Yeah, I think Cam Akers is probably one of the biggest disappointments week one. Um, 
I had both a lot of Saquon and K makers, so they kind of canceled each other out, which was good for me. But you know, you're talking about if you bought bought Saquon in the offseason, you're probably you're you know on cloud nine. Remember, I told you that big trade I made in the offseason was I traded super flex, so I was hurting at quarterback bad. I only had Mac Jones. I traded Jonathan Taylor in a first round pick for Saquon and and Russell Wilson, and it's really looking pretty good for me because I mean I really don't think that you know Jonathan. you know, if you look at history, running backs don't finish RB1 two years in a row, right? So it like, kind of opens the door for all these other guys. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if there's there's a handful of guys in there. And, and I thought the top of my list to, to finish there, if he stayed healthy, is, is Saquon Barkley because that whole offense is going to utilize him if they want to they compete. And I feel like that if the Giants – you know, keep using him and, and stay in these games and keep winning. It's then it's uh it's their division with the 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 Eagles to compete for, right? So I, I expect the Eagles to pull away, but you give your studs the ball, and I think Brian Dabble is going to be a great head coach. So I think we're going to see Kadarius Tony get used more, and then Saquon's usage is just going to continue. Huge, huge guy. I've been big on uh, this off season. Even I've been big on Saquon since he came out of the draft. So to see him put up these numbers week one was was great for me and cam Akers again i think excellent choice to buy low especially in dynasty situations um offer some seconds why not like it can't hurt to offer it see what they say like oh throw a third in or something like that if they want a first that's probably that's too much so uh i think it's a buy low see if you can if you can buy them for some second round picks um i expect i expect him to take over eventually I just don't know when that's going to be. I, I think he'll have a much bigger role in this in this softer matchup against Atlanta next week. So if he can get if he can get the ball in his hands and and prove that he is the better running back than Daryl Henderson, which he is, um, we're going to see uh, we're going to see Cam Akers bounce back. I guess he can't do any worse. Um, well, he could do worse. No, I don't think he can. <laughs> he can do, do worse. worse. He'd have to fumble. He could he could fumble. He could lose yeah. yards. He he could do worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll jump into my my uh my wide receivers real quick. Uh dude that that just was caught on fire and another guy I've been big on this offseason, Michael Pittman Jr. Nine catches, 121 yards and a touchdown. Dude's gonna get peppered, I think, this entire season. I think he's he he is another guy that might be a league winner for a lot of people. Um it just he's gonna take a huge step this year. I think top eight eight is is definitely uh a, a a path for him in wide receiver uh, for for fantasy this year. Um, really like really like Michael Pittman Jr. Just the volume that he receives along with the talent. And then my guy that disappointed was was DJ Moore. Um, three catches for forty three yards. And you know with and the concern for me is the Baker Mayfield effect, right? Where these talented wide receivers, the number one wide receivers on offense that he's on, just don't really produce at a high level. And these these number two or three wide receivers kind of kind of do like Robbie Anderson saw a great week. Like uh, he was a, a guy that I considered talking about, um, but I think he had over a hundred yards and a touchdown, like just over, over 20 fantasy points where a stud like DJ Moore um, just, just didn't produce. So I'm a little concerned about DJ Moore in um, more in redraft settings like dynasty. I'm not too concerned, but, it would suck if I like had a competing roster and I was hoping DJ Moore could be like a consistent, like, you know, 12 to 18 point guy week in and week out to where now his floor is much lower with, um, with, with Baker Mayfield on the field. And honestly, Sam Darnold, it seemed like Sam Darnold 
targeted more. It is week one, so I'm not looking too much into it. But if you're looking at the pass, like there's a trend with the top one wide receiver with Baker Mayfield just doesn't produce as well. So any thoughts on Pittman Jr. and um, DJ Moore? No, I think you hit. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, yeah. I, with Pittman, obviously, and then and then with DJ Moore, yeah, I'm extremely concerned about him in redraft <laughs> dynasty. Like you said, not as concerned about it, but even still, I mean, if, if if Baker has a decent year and he sticks around next year, like that, this could be really bad for DJ Moore. He could be very inconsistent. Uh, he's already had such a rough go to his career. He never really had a great quarterback, and it's too bad he he gets he gets stuck in these in these bad spots. We could see it again for a little while now. It's too bad. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead and get, uh, go into your two wide receivers. Mm, okay. Uh, well, my fl- I'm getting all the easy guys. Look, Justin Jefferson, yeah. PPR scoring, number one fantasy scorer this week, nine catches, 184 yards, two tutties. Uh, dude, just on fire. I mean, talk about a flame. Um, you know, people thought Cooper Cup had a great week one, and then all of a sudden Justin Jefferson shows up on Sunday and just blows him out of the water. In the first uh, half. Yeah, just unreal. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you have Justin Jefferson, you're not trading him. You feel really good about it. Uh, good on you. Great pick in the first round. You know, you in redraft, you know, a lot of people went running back. You decided, no, I'm going to go wide receiver. And it, it, so far, it's paid off. So so that's great if you have him. Uh, a shame for shame for shame. Mike Williams, two catches, 10 yards. <laughs> Mike Williams. Oh, Mr. Inconsistent. Now, we already talked about Keenan Allen being banged up, missing this week on Thursday. I think he's a must-start. I mean, I think if you have Mike Williams, he's a must-start. You have to find a way to get him into your lineup. Uh, now, with that said, you know, he may have a good game. If he doesn't, that's extra concerning. I think he will, especially without Keenan Allen there. It's going to be hard for him not to rack up at least five catches. So he should, you know, PPR basis, you should be looking at easy 10 points. Easy. Um, but it's... You know, this is what we talked about all the time with Mike Williams. He's he's really inconsistent. So when Keenan Allen is back, it's like, oh boy, here we go. You got to ride the Mike Williams train. So, you know, hopefully now uh, he's going to have a good game uh, in a couple days from now, and he can maybe move that momentum forward. But keep in mind, Mike Williams is always inconsistent. He always has been. Always, I think, will be. So just just good luck. Hold on tight because it's going to be a, a ride, Bryce. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Williams, a guy I've been uh, avoiding. Like I just avoided him like the plague. So to see him put up those those numbers like doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Like I, I'm just not even like you know you say he's a must start, and I get it. Like if Keenan Allen's not there, you would think Mike Evans you know sees the targets. But I think just the way like his style of play is just like Keenan Allen's a route runner, right? Like he's just like that guy that has that route running and Justin or and Herbert's going to put it. To where he's supposed to be all the time, where I feel like Mike or sorry, Mike Williams is more like a big play guy. So he, you know, I would be trying to look into starting, but there's just I feel like he's going to be in a lot of he would be in a lot of start sit questions. So obviously we won't get him on Sunday because they play on Thursday. But you know, I want to do a quick quick name. Go ahead, give me that. give me one. Let me give you one. All right, Mike Williams or Cortland Sutton. I'll take Cortland Sutton. Okay, Mike Williams or Gabe Davis? Gabe Davis. Mike, this is without Keenan Allen, Thursday night. Yes, I'm, I'm okay. Against Kansas City, should be a high-scoring game. It should be, but Kansas City always does better against quarterbacks and wide receivers than people think. All right, last one. Mike Williams or Terry McLaurin at Terry Detroit? McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Really? 
Okay. All right. Look how many points Detroit just put up or put it up against them. No, I understand. So, uh, and you know, like Amon Ra, St. Brown, or Mike Williams. Oh, that's Amon Ra. Oh, man. Woo. All right. I I, I definitely would would expect Amon Ra to get way more targets than Mike Williams. Like, for the record, so, so there's full disclosure, I would start Mike Williams over everyone I just said. Really? Just yeah, just without Keenan Allen playing on Thursday against Kansas City, <coughs> I am all for. Who's I know Kansas I'm, City going to lock on on defense in the secondary? Like, who else do you really have to be concerned about? Like to make the big plays, right? I mean, Austin Eckler. Um, the secondary doesn't really guard Austin Eckler. Josh, uh, Joshua Palmer. Right, but that's not the number one. Here's these freaking sick. Look at these. Look at these things in the chat. It's so Gerald Everett. There we go. Yeah, Mike I mean, Gerald Everett, uh, but Mike Williams is gonna have a good game. I so I know he's he's my shame. I think guy he'll have he, an average game at best. I don't know. Be a big no. ceiling play for me. Mm-hmm. No. no, he's he's. We'll oh. see. Well, I'll, I'll be messaging you on th- on Friday morning. Where, where is Mike Williams at? Okay, Let, let's finish up with these tight ends so we can. We got plenty of questions. All right, right. all right, all right. So, um, go go ahead and jump into your tight ends. Okay, well, for me, my flame is Taysom Hill. I know it sounds crazy. I would have never imagined saying this if we would. We could have done like <laughs> we could have done like one hundred like preps prior to the to Sunday, and Taysom Hill wouldn't have made my my list. Like, there's no way. But dude, look, it's like a cheat code again for Taysom Hill. He's not a quarterback now. He's at running back. <laughs> it's like this guy just finds a way to get on the field. Took, that, the, these rushing stats he took at quarterback. Yeah, well, all wildcat. Yeah, and you know he had four. four I know. So he had four rushes, eighty-one yards, touchdown. He even caught the ball though. He had a he had a, he had a catch. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that you know when you when you compare, look, look. Okay, let me put it this way: the shame of the week for me is Dawson Knox. One catch, five yards. Now Dawson Knox, he's on a really good offense, but there's a lot of mouths to feed. So you're going to have these games where he only catches one ball or two passes, three passes. Who would you rather start? Taysom Hill, who you know is going to get at least five rushes or five touches, I should say, and based on in the red zone. He's and he's going to be, you know, a goal line back. It seems, especially in these packages, maybe two point conversions, things like that. Or would you rather start someone like Dawson Knox, who could just totally disappear on a night just like we saw against the Rams? I mean, they still they put up over 30 points. He had one catch. I mean, for me, I'm gonna go with the guy who I think has a higher chance to score, who's gonna get the ball, and who's I mean, t- for me, it's Taysom Hill. So, like in this situation, I would start Taysom Hill over Dawson Knox. Now, that doesn't mean I'm gonna start Taysom Hill over, you know, Darren Waller or anything like that. I mean, I'm not gonna get too crazy. But when we're talking about these guys past, you know, like the top seven tight ends, I mean, from eight to 20, I mean, all those tight ends are about the same when you really think about it. I mean, Njoku, Knox, you know, I think maybe Fryermuth, I might go with with Fryermuth over Hill, but Hill's right at that like top 10-ish point where he's like right, he's right outside looking in. Yeah, and I, and I feel pretty comfortable starting him. I, I think he's I think he's a, a good waiver ad in in redraft leagues. I think he's a good waiver ad in dynasty leagues if he's out there. I, I you know I went through most of my leagues. It looks like most people already have him rostered because of the cheat code aspect of of just him you know being that sort of player. But I I, I think I think he's a good start. 
in the right situation. And obviously he's not going to get, you know, he's not going to be the tight end two every week. Like he was this past week, but I, I think he has a pretty steady floor of, of at least five points. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds really low, but look, Dawson Knox, one catch, five yards and joke. I mean, all these guys got like nothing this week. Yeah. At least with Hill, I, I feel pretty good about him having a, a pretty you know decent floor uh, for a tight end. So I, I, I love it. I, you know, I, I, there's a lot of people saying, Hey, they don't want anything to do with him, And that's fine. I'm not going to argue with you. I understand his, you know, big rush was, you know, you could argue it was fluky, his touchdown kind of fluky. I get it, but I just think there's enough there, especially now with Kamara banged up. I, I just think there's enough there to feel pretty good about Taysom Hill. So I just wanted to, End on that note, Bryce. Any thoughts on Hill or Knox? No, I agree. I've I've been again. Not, Dawson Knox is a guy. I think that people people were getting confused that that this guy's talented. When I mean, he's an NFL athlete, right? He's talented, but that he is not anything special. He's not like talent, like like relative or, to the other yeah, tight end. He is the production of a great right. offense. So if right. he's not getting the targets in the offense, which he doesn't get to, he doesn't get there's no demand for targets for him because he's not a freak athlete. Right. So he, if he, he's going to disappear all the time. And I just don't like that where I would rather have a tight end that I, I know is going to get consistent targets where, or, or consistent touches. when we're talking about Taysom Hill, like there, there is a very good chance that the, the uh, New Orleans saints will come out in that wildcat formation, at least one drive every week. Right, like, it, it, or or it's a red zone package or something. Taysom Hill is is a guy that will catch, run, or pass touchdowns. It has the ability to do that every week. He'll have at least one of each by the end of the season. So I feel completely comfortable plugging him in my lineup over guys like, you know, I put Dawson Knox in the middle of the pack, like like you did. Guys like Najoku, Dawson Knox, even Hunter Henry, um, just just guys like that. So I, I agree. even your boy Janu. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I honestly don't want to touch any part of the Patriots' offense besides probably Jacoby Myers as a flex option. That's the yeah. only guy I feel comfortable with. So, and I, I needed, I stand, I, I, I did check. Taysom Hill was the tight end three this week. OJ Howard, extremely yeah. spooky two who was on, who was on the Bills. Yeah, before, yeah. before training camp, and, and I even made a prediction that OJ Howard would eventually take over. I think the Bills made a mistake by releasing him. I really think that he is much more talented. Like, he would be a better guy to have on that offense. But, you know, I, I'm not there at practices and stuff like that. Just just, just the eye tests I get to see on Sundays. Um, so I'll go into mine real quick, and then we'll get to these questions. Uh, Flame, yeah. Travis Kelsey. Like, what do we say, right? He had eight for 121 and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey's Travis Kelsey. Like, got to mention it. Like, the dude went off. He's getting older, but he consistently just keeps putting. And up now he's like the focal point of this offense. It's, it's really yeah, cool. like the, his volume and targets are going to be great. And tight ends mm-hmm. like last a little bit longer, right? Like Tony Gonzalez had a long career. It wouldn't surprise me to see Travis Kelsey have that similar production later in his career as well, especially if he's paired with Pat Mahomes during it. And then the guy that really disappointed me this week was um, definitely Cole Komet. I mean, no, absolutely did nothing. Zero points. Can't do any worse unless I guess he caught the ball at the one yard line and fumbled or something. It happens. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Well, James Cook got negative points, right? <laughs> I've seen it. We, we have seen it. Um, it, it. But I am not too worried about Cole Komet. This, this again, the weather was horrible. 
Like it's just not an ideal situation for anybody. I think when we get a dry, a dry field where like, you know, the timing and things like that are able to be uh, able to be performed in a better, you know, that offense will get Cole Komet involved. Like I, I was watching highlights in that game and they were just like, dudes, just broken plays like all over the place. So um, I, I expect once we get a, a, a better situation, Cole Komet will produce at a, at a higher level to where he's kind of like on the outside of that top 10 that we just mentioned about kind of looking in is what I expect. Yeah, um, I, I agree. No, I agree hundred percent. Both okay. your guys agree hundred percent. Perfect. All right. Well, let's get into some of these questions. Um, I'm not sure to pronounce this. I'm just going to say Mr. Palillo or Palio if you're, if it's Spanish, I guess. Um, I traded for Keenan Allen and gave up Michael Thomas and D hop. What do you guys think? I really uh, well, I'd rather have Keenan Allen. I would assume I would assume you'd rather have Keenan Allen over Michael Thomas and redraft and redraft. Yeah. Ooh, I don't yeah. know. I think I'd rather PPR. I, I think yeah. I'd rather have Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins. Like I think Michael Thomas, if you can go at least like three and three, four and two, like Michael, if you had Michael Thomas in your lineup, there's a good chance you might've won because you probably didn't draft him as your wide receiver too. He's probably a flex player for you. And then you get back to week seven with D when D Hop comes back and he's in your lineup with Michael Thomas. Like maybe I just I'm back. not I'm not sure if Thomas is gonna hold up. Why, why not? Because he's older and he hasn't played in two seasons. How much older is he than Keenan Allen? And he hasn't played in two seasons. Well, they should be completely healthy then, right? I don't know. <laughs> That's not how it works, buddy. I'm telling you, man, when you get older, it's not how it works. You get a whole two year here. Oh, oh, like two years off. You should be healthy. Yeah, it sucks no, that Keenan Allen. How old you it are? It sucks that I don't know how long Keenan Allen's gonna be out for. And if you trade, I mean, if you if did this trade, weeks, he's already got a hamstring. Yeah, and if you did this trade before he got hurt, like that kind of sucks. Um, in redraft, I like to consolidate assets if I can to free up bench spots. So in redraft, Thomas younger than Keenan Allen. Yeah, I know. I like to consolidate bench spots if I can. And so this would be a way where you can consolidate a, a spot. So it kind of depends on your roster makeup. But if you can if you can package Hopkins and get – I mean, I guess if you would have done it after this week, after Keenan Allen got hurt, you probably could have got more from Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins. So that kind of sucks. But I don't think it's that bad. I like consolidating assets. I like getting freeing up bench spots in the redraft league. So I, I don't I don't hate it. Um, but I I think maybe you are right, especially now with the injury. With you definitely Keenan could Allen. have got more. I mean, I, it's not like I I I I feel like Keenan Allen for Michael Thomas straight up would be <laughs> would be a little bit like especially with now Keenan Allen having a hamstring injury. Who knows if this is something that's yeah? Bad. I think you're right. The, the year uh, you swayed me on that. I think you're right. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I don't think it's terrible, but hey, I think if you would have waited till after the game, it might have been a little bit better return. When DeAndre Hopkins comes back, it's not going to be they're going to wean him back. He's going to come back ready. Like he's not coming off an injury. He's going to get peppered. We'll see. Kyler Murray is not good unless he is targeting. DeAndre Kyler Hopkins. Murray may not even be active. Who knows what's going to happen that far from now? No, okay. Well, you can't. You we can't. I'm just like saying. That. Like quarterbacks, just... quarterbacks usually stay healthy. Like uh, there's a high percentage Kyler Murray will be playing when DeAndre Hopkins gets back, and when he does, he's going to get absolutely peppered. <laughs> we'll see. So, Connor asks, "I'm giving up Pitts 
I was sent an offer. He'd be giving up Pitts, T. Higgins, Mooney. I don't know who Greg Joseph is. Kicker for the Vikings, I think. Okay, so Pitts, T. Higgins, and Mooney. I don't pay attention to kickers and trades. Uh, Gabe Davis, T.J. Hawkinson, Allen Robinson, Williams. No, no I'd keep Pitts and T. Higgins. And yeah, yeah. I no think this, the is, format. this is this guy is doing a good job. This this guy sending you this offer is doing a great job at trying to buy low, though. Like I'll give him that. Like all three of the dudes on your side underperformed, and he had. Gabe Davis, who overperformed, and I'm not sure how T.J. Hawkinson did, but Allen Robinson obviously underperformed. Hawkinson did okay. Yeah, he's just trying, he's to, trying to upgrade. To, he's, he's trying, trying to, to upgrade. He's, he's trying, trying to, to upgrade to, Hawkinson. To sell on this Gabe Davis hype. For yeah, sure. and he's trying to upgrade Hawkinson to Pitts. Yeah, yeah. and he's trying to. He's, he's, trying, he's trying to update Gabe Davis for to T. Higgins too. Yeah, and he's like, trying to he upgrade Allen Robinson to Mooney. Like you, see, I see Swift, through this. Having Swift, Barkley, and Lamar as your core is very nice, though. Should be. Uh, yeah, don't do this trade. Don't do this trade, though. Let let your oh, guys God. get healthy. They're gonna they're gonna see. You'll be fine. They're gonna be they're gonna have better days. <clears throat> he said he'd be getting Tyler Bass on that trade, but, but yeah, I had to. I didn't even know. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't uh, worry about that. Yeah, hey, asked, would you trade? No, it's hey, yeah. Now? It's yeah, no, comma hey, hey, yeah, yeah. hey. Would you trade Miles Sanders and Jalen Waddle for Javante Williams? Already have uh, Deontay, Judy. Then he has Josh Allen and Gabe Davis. Oh, that's close, man. So I'm a, I, I wish I had some context if this was redraft. I'm assuming it probably is. Man, that's I don't close, know. Man. I'm going to answer it both ways. I think, man, that's hard. That's really then hard. You're starting, you're starting Gabe Davis, Deontay Johnson, and Judy, and then you're upgrading pretty big at running back, right? I think if this were redraft, I would hold on to Miles Sanders and Jalen Waddle. I agree and with that. Just because Melvin Gordon's still there and he's getting a decent amount. Like Javante's the man still, but Melvin Gordon's involved. But in Dynasty. Dynasty, I think I would take the Javante Williams side. It yeah, that's close. Like it's really close for me. me. I don't really know. I, I mean, that's so trade. close. It's a fair trade in a dynasty. It's a very fair trade. I, I mean, I guess if you if you feel comfortable with running back, I don't really know who their running backs are. So that's part of the issue, too, is I don't know what other running backs they have. If they need Javonta Williams, mm-hmm. that's part of the problem. Um, but it's a fair trade. I can see it both ways. But in dynasty, I mean, in redraft, I'd stick with Miles Sanders and Waddle. I think sure. I would too. Yeah. What a guy, Chris asked. Should I trade Tyreek and Clyde Edwards Hilaire for AJ Brown and Dylan? Uh, I think it's Pencheco season, and I like AJ Brown and Hurts connection more. I would, I would, I would take AJ Brown and, and Dylan. In redraft, I would. In redraft is closer, definitely. But I still think that oh man, if it's redraft, I don't know. Yeah, if it's redraft, I'm it's keeping Tyreek and Ceh. It, it's a fair trade either way. Like I don't think there's a wrong side in redraft. I'm keeping Tyreek in dynasty. I want the AJ Brown and yeah. Side. If you if it, you know what, if you like AJ Brown more, get your guy. And it, that's what my opinion would be on this one because I like both sides of this trade. I don't think I think that you're really you know, that's, kind of splitting hairs both ways. The other thing is it's kind of a lateral trade. Like it really it, is. It's right? not like, really like trading anywhere. I think that I like, I like that. 
I think Dylan will get more touches. Yeah, you're a CEH hater though. We already saw we already I'm saw that hater. earlier in the show. I'm not a hater. I'm realistic on CEH. He is a low end, mid mid to low end running back two value, and people might be valuing more than that. So I'd be trying to capitalize on it. <laughs> Am I dumb to trade away Cooper Cup for Gabe Davis and DeAndre Swift? No, I would trade that. I would take Gabe Davis and DeAndre Swift. Yes, I would trade. Gabe probably Davis both DeAndre. formats. Yes, both formats. Both formats. I would do that. Not DeAndre Swift in top. DeAndre you know Swift. what's funny is normally when people say, "Am I dumb?" It's like, "Yeah, that's dumb." But in this case, no, that's not no. dumb. I think that Swift and Barkley are the two guys that I think will be like one of those two will be running back one this year. And I've predict, I've said that before. That um, you know, just just two of the guys that I think have a really good chance of being up there. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and Swift could have such a much better game if they would have given the ball on the one-yard line. They kept giving it to Jamal. He could have been into that game with three touchdowns. Yeah. <clears throat> Start four if they are all healthy. Chase, Samuel, Higgins, A.J. Brown, and Gabe Davis. This answer I'm, might be made for you with Higgins, Higgins and the concussion. Either way, even if he's starting, I'm, I'm going to just start Chase. Yeah, I mean, Chase, Samuel, and A.J. Brown are locks, right? It comes down to Higgins and Gabe Davis. For yeah. Me. And I'm, and I'm going to start Gabe Davis over over Higgins. You know, you don't know for sure how much he's going to be on the field with it, with his concussion anyway. Even if he's yeah. active, he may not even what if play. What, if what, what about, like, next week? You're asked the same question. And they're all healthy, perfectly healthy. Would, you, would your answer be the same with Gabe Davis over Higgins? Maybe. I, I, I really don't like starting two wide receivers from the same team. Yeah, I don't either. I mean – if you can, if you can try to get creative and trade Chase to get, you know, Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup or something like that, get some other pieces back. Well, in a redraft, I would trade for Cooper Cup, but I would. I no, but even in like in a dynasty, I mean, you could trade Chase, get Cup, and another piece back, or yeah, maybe. You know, you could do something like that. You know, that way you don't have to worry about that anymore, and you can still balance out that. Definitely for personal this week, preference. Go- Kobe Shorts, I would be, I would, I'd be benching Higgins just for the concussion situation. Yeah. Should I make any moves on my team? QBs are Russ, Lance, running backs, Mixon, Kamara, Hall, Pierce, Algier. Well, you should always make moves on your team. So yes. Um, of these guys, Mixon, Kamara, Hall, Pierce. I mean, I think Algier is a drop candidate in redraft. He wasn't mm-hmm. active in Week One. I know. Damian Williams got banged up. Maybe he'll have more of a role. But it, you know, when you have short like benches, I mean, it's like you—it's like you can't. It's almost impossible to hold on to these stashes. I mean, once, especially once bye weeks come along. So it depends on who's available on your waiver wire. You know, Albert O. I mean, he's—he's he's not a startable tight end. I mean, as as much as anyone else is in the league. Yeah, he had nine um, points. He didn't do bad. You know, Dobbs, you know, with Lazard being back, you know, Dobbs, I mean, is Dobbs really going to be a thing? I mean, I doubt it in redraft. I mean, well, you got a good, I mean, I I like mixing Kamara and Pittman, right? I mean, especially in redraft situations, it's going to be hard to trade Hull or Pierce until they have like a really good week. Same with Lance. Like, I mean, I would, I would want to trade Lance, but yeah. you can't until he has a good game. Right. Might have to hold on. I'd, I'd grab some guys off the waiver wire if you can. I'd le- I'd definitely be looking to get, like, um, I'd be dropping Algier for Jeff Wilson for sure. Right. He's available. 
Um, see if Josh Palmer is on the waiver wire. I would be dropping Daubs for Josh Palmer. I think that's right. that's something I'd be looking to do. Um, any tight ends on the waiver wire? Like maybe somebody, maybe guys in your league passed on Logan Thomas. Like I liked the, you know, he didn't get a ton of usage, but he got a little bit this week one. Um, and he was kind of like banged up the whole offseason. And Curtis Samuel. I mean, you could draw. Oh yeah, Curtis, Curtis Samuel. Samuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a guy I've been getting in all my leagues, so I don't know why yeah. I didn't. I forgot to mention him. So, yeah, there's always things to the, it's hard to answer that question without like specific guys. Maybe you'd be looking to try and acquire, but those are some things I'd be looking at on the waiver wire at least. 12 team running backs are Swift and Akers, so need a new running back too. Wide receivers are Diggs, DJ Moore, Amon Ra, Brandon Cooks, Gabe Davis, and Vontae Smith. What running back should I try and trade for, and who should I trade? I can start this off, but I'd be looking to get Rashad Penny. Like, oh, you, you don't want CEH? No, you're, you're going to have to pay more. 100% you're going to have to pay more. I'd be looking to get rid of DJ, especially if this is redraft. I'd be definitely looking to get rid of DJ Moore and see if you can go get Rashad Penny and maybe like a another bench piece that has like a high upside. But I don't like DJ Moore. I think your your wide receivers are just fine with Diggs, Amon Ra, um, and – you know, and Devonta Smith and Gabe, and Gabe Davis. He, it'd be going to be hard to sell Devonte Smith after putting up a goose egg. Yeah, and more. I, I don't know. I, I think DJ Moore will be a little bit easier to sell because he's had pre- previous years of success. So I, I agree with that. Turn. I agree I, with everything you're saying. I just I wouldn't trade DJ Moore for Rashad Penny. I'd get, be get, trying to get another piece with it for sure. But I, what other running back do you think you can get for DJ Moore straight up? What running back? David Montgomery. I'd rather have Rashad Penny than David Montgomery. No way. Yeah. We agree. Agree to disagree on that. Uh, uh, Dave Montgomery's in a committee now. Khalil Herbert is not going anywhere. He got 10 carries. I don't know. You say you don't think Ken Walker exists and was drafted in the rookie draft. I don't I don't know. Ken Ken Walker is not going to be is I, I I've been telling people this like since he got drafted. He, Ken Walker is not going to come in here and demand immediate touches. Like Rashad Penny is good. Like he's he's obviously getting older, but he because he didn't get to play in his younger years. But he's healthy and he's good. He's not going anywhere. Like it's just not going to happen. He's going to demand most of the touches. Sure, Ken Walker might come in and get the ball five or six times, but Rashad Penny is going to see over over twelve touches. I think consistently. He just had twelve this game when Ken Walker wasn't active. Yeah. 12 consistently. No. You're going to see over 12 or more consistently. He had more than 12 touches. He had 13 or 14 touches. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. All right. I agree with Mr. DJ Nick. Moore my, is Give me Mr. Nick on the see. screen. Get huh? Mr. Nick on the screen. Scroll down to Mr. Nick. Get Mr. Nick on the screen. Ken Walker's coming. We'll see. Yes. We'll see. I might be coming to back up, back up a better running back. Is that a teddy bear? His little picture is that a teddy bear? Uh, looks like a. Um, I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I think at a closer look, it's not something I wanted to look at. Super. Oh cool. yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get Mr. If Nick you drafted Mike yeah. Williams, you should know. Uh, you should know that this is what he is. Start him every week. He's healthy, so you get get his blow up games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's risky. Yeah. I think. I think it's way less risky when Keenan Allen's not playing, though. So for me, he's a yeah. must start this week. I traded CD and ETN for Javante and St. Brown last week in a redraft. I would much Woo! rather 
yes. I have the Javante and St. Brown. Hell yes. Good job. Mr. See, this guy knows what he's talking about. Oh, it's not Mr. Nick. It's oh, is it Mr. Nick? MM? Yeah, Mr. Nick. This guy, I'm telling you, <laughs> he knows about the Ken Walker show coming to town, too. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. MVS or Hardman? MVS. Oh, it's MVS, but that is not a good spot. Nasty Nate, you can't do better than MVS or Hardman? This, this looks like a dynasty question. Yeah, see if you can add Curtis Samuel. Something. Man, that's tough. There's Palmer, that's Curtis Samuel, I'd rather start both of them. Um, this guy also said, I also have Palmer as well. What was his question? Oh, he's think, the one, should I, should I make any moves on my team? Yeah. Oh yeah. He said he has Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. Um, cool. Got one of the guys we, we recommended getting off the waiver wire. Yeah. I would try to get, I would try to get, uh, Curtis Samuel. I try to get Taysom Hill, um, or even like, uh, Gerald Everett or Robert Tanyan. I think they're all I think out of these wide receivers right here. I would be starting if you picked up Curtis Samuel. I'd be starting him, Pittman, and Bateman. If you picked him up, if you had to start three wide receivers, I, I actually if you had to start two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex, it'd be Mixon, Kamara, Pittman, Bateman, and Curtis Samuel for me. Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Russ and Albert Ozil. Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah, you get Taysom Hill. I like it. Oh, it's a samurai bear. Oh, okay, that's a samurai. <laughs> I don't know what a samurai bear is. I'm gonna Google that later. I don't know, but it, is that safe for work? Can like I Google samurai bear later? I don't know what that is. I don't know, but it didn't look like a samurai in the thumbnail <laughs> picture. <laughs> it looked like something else. <laughs> he even he even has the the laugh. So yeah, he got he knew what we thought it looked. I love it. That's it for Mr. questions. Nick. All right, we're we're out of time. Um, so everyone, thanks for coming in and asking questions. It's great being in season. Makes these shows much better when we get to answer some questions, get to disagree. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is obviously not as good as Rashad Penny. Neither is Ken Walker. We'll see. We'll we'll just let the numbers speak for themselves here in the future. But uh, everyone, thank you so much for for joining in this week. And we will be uh, back next week uh, for some week two. Uh, recap. I'm not sure what we'll do yet. We'll figure it out uh, once once we get close. But uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Good night. Thanks. Yeah.